Today's scripture reading is Luke chapter 6. One Sabbath, Jesus was passing through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick the heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat them. But some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus replied, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, took the consecrated bread, and gave it to his companions, and ate what is lawful only for the priests to eat. Then Jesus declared, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was withered. Looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, the scribes and Pharisees were watching him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to the man with the withered hand, Get up and stand among us. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And after looking around at all of them, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and it was restored. But the scribes and Pharisees were filled with rage and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. In those days, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When daylight came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designated as apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew. James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. When Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place, a large crowd of disciples was there, along with a great number of people from all over Judea, Jerusalem, and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by unclean spirits were healed. The entire crowd was trying to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking up at his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For their fathers treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will hunger. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for their fathers treated the false prophets in the same way. But to those of you who listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. And if someone takes your cloak, do not withhold your tunic as well. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. 
And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them, expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Jesus also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but fail to notice the beam in your own eye? How can you say, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, while you yourself fail to see the beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the beam out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit. Indeed, figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor grapes from brambles. The good man brings good things out of the good treasure of his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil treasure of his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid his foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the torrent crashed against that house. But it could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not act on them is like a man who built his house on ground without a foundation. The torrent crashed against that house, and immediately it fell, and great was its destruction. And this is God's word. On the seventh day of the creation week, the Bible tells us that God rested. That means that he ceased from the act of creating. It was unnecessary for him to rest in the sense of recovering and renewing his energy and strength because God is all-powerful. But he set aside a day to cease from labor and even set that day apart to teach us to rest. Rest is about renewing yourself, and spiritual renewal through worship is a key part of resting. By the time Jesus lived, however, the Sabbath had become more about what was forbidden than about the blessing of taking time off to rest your body and renew your spirit. That's what Jesus faced here in Luke chapter 6. The Pharisees were so legalistic about the Sabbath that they didn't want anyone to do much of anything. Even picking up a snack off of the grain fields was a sin in their minds, according to verses 1 and 2. Likewise, they were miffed when Jesus healed a man. The Pharisees and everyone else who knew this man should have been happy for him. He recovered the use of one of the most useful parts of his body. What better day to be renewed from an injury or a disability than the Sabbath, a day God set aside for renewal? 
As Jesus answered the objection of the legalists about the Sabbath, he both asserted his authority over the Sabbath day in verse 5 and reminded people that the Sabbath is supposed to be about what is good, not about putting people in bondage in verse 9. But the Pharisees measured a person's spirituality based on how well he kept a long list of man-made rules. So Jesus' action on the Sabbath threatened their approach to spirituality. This is an important thing to keep in mind whenever you encounter someone who thinks that pleasing God is about some man-made rule to measure spirituality. Who is more spiritual? A person who reads one verse a day or someone who reads one book of the Bible per day? Well, if we measure by the sheer volume of the material, the one who reads a whole book of the Bible each day is the truly spiritual person. But remember from James chapter 1, verse 22, that the person who merely reads the Bible without applying it is self-deceived. One verse of scripture that is truly considered and applied by a believer is far better than one book of the Bible read only to impress yourself or God or someone else with how spiritual you are. God wants us to keep his commands, but not so that we can impress others or oppress them by pointing out their failures or substandard performance compared to us. God does not give his commands to judge our performance. He gives his commands to transform our lives. Whenever we judge others for their lack of performance, we are indicting ourselves as legalists. Don't measure your walk with God by performance metrics. Seek to walk with God, putting his words into practice out of love for him and a desire to grow as we saw in verses 46 through 49 here in Luke chapter 6. If you like these devotionals, consider signing up to receive them in your email every day. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe for that. Also, would you consider becoming a financial supporter every month so that I can make more content and reach more people with God's word? Go to dailypbj.com support for that, and I'll see you next time.